The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. A little bit later on, we're going to talk about Clint Eastwood. What? The director. Clint Eastwood, not the actor, not the actor. Well, it is. He is the actor. We're going to talk about the director part of it. Ah, there you go. Gotcha. That's on the way. And by the way, we got quite a few texts about us wondering where the actors of not all that long ago went. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Albert Brooks last podcast. Yes, Robert Duvall, Dustin Hoffman, among others. Yep. And I asked where these types of do-it-all actors are today. Some of our listeners agreed. Oh. And like normal, some of our listeners were fussy uh. and pissed off. How dare you say the actors today don't compare to actors of many years ago. Blah, 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 blah. I just went on and on and right, on. Well, right, right. I did say that, and I stand by my question. Where mm-hmm. are they? So suck it. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at. And uh, we did get a lot of feedback. Hmm. And quite a few people texted about the top topic on our last podcast, which was peppering in real life events into a screenplay. Right. right remember? Right, right. Remember? Remember? But I got to thinking a lot of people don't have the lavish background <laughs> that I have that allows uh-huh. me to do that, right? I have a deep bench and I have the feeling that people think I'm bragging and they would be right. I was going <laughs> to are they right? So again, suck it. And he's very down to earth. Of course. But uh, you can uh, lift a ton of stuff from real experiences, right? Write what you know. And do that. Put it in your screenplay. Even things that may seem boring mm-hmm. could possibly work. Just change them around a little bit. That's true. Huh? Spice them up. Yeah. Don't just say, I went to the bar. Say, I went to the bar and stabbed a guy. Ah! Yeah, that's better. That just much better. makes it way better. And more, more fun. exciting. More fun. Yeah. When you're stabbing people. Exactly. I think. We should probably edit that out. Probably. But we won't because that's a lot of work. We talked about on the last podcast when I was 16 years old and my HSGF high school girlfriend. Oh. See, like, I abbreviated huh? it to be cool. Like the kids do. And save time. But it really didn't save any time now that I think about no, it. No, because you had to explain what it was. All the words I just abbreviated were one syllable. That's right. Just like, yeah. So, okay. I digress. No time saved. Thankfully. Anywho, it was a story about TG, that girl. <laughs> Wait a minute. I did it again. Yeah. It was the girl that asked me to take a naked picture oh, of her, yeah. and I wimped out. But in my script, the fantastic, which one was it? Radio Chaos. No. Mm-hmm. The no, flip it's flip side. I forget it. Anyway, I changed it to the character based on me actually having a set of balls <laughs> and taking that picture. So don't be afraid to throw out shit that happened to you is what we're That's saying. That's right. Be it funny, be it embarrassing, be it whatever. Live out your fantasies. It's gotta be real. I'm doing the fist pump in the air yes gotta be real man <laughs> and if you have to rework it a little go ahead just be real, real. organic mm. we say that a lot uh-huh 
<laughs> Maybe a little too much. Just take stuff that happened to you. Take, for instance, the time I was in my 20s. Okay. I uh -huh. went on a Sunday bike ride and wore way too tight cycling pants. Oh, no. And I couldn't get them off. Okay. <laughs> Had to go to the emergency room. Doctor said if go. I was just two minutes later, I would have lost a testicle. <laughs> that was a fun Easter. <laughs> but maybe that would work somewhere in we a scene. We got a bleeder. We got a bleeder. People just don't do that. Mm -mm. They want to make up this stuff and then it feels fake. Contrived. Are we done with that? Yeah, I we're guess. done with that. I just wanted to throw that out yeah. there. Because a lot of people it's good. It's good. wrote in and it's like... It's exhausting. I mean, really. <laughs> All that reading. We got to take that website down. Humping. Just get rid of it. Yeah. So people can't Our contact rough. us. Yeah. So, so let wait. me mention makemydamnmovie.com. <laughs> and that's where people go to get in touch with us. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Yikes. That board takes a lot of abuse. It's not that hard to work. That's the problem, and yeah, I have a real difficult time. He's got to read stuff <laughs> and push buttons here. Fah. All right. Yeah, go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com. There's a contact page on there. That's the place. And that's where you can get in touch with us if you want to uh, send a message. Mm -hmm. And we're going to read some messages right about now. Amir, San Mateo, California. I've been there. I enjoyed Mark's story about how he wimped out on the offer from his high school girlfriend to take a spicy picture of her and how he incorporated a bolder version of that story into a screenplay. That's, See? That's what you do. That's innovative writing, but the true version was humorous. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> the true version was not funny whatsoever. <laughs> Believe me. Gavin, Provo, Utah. <laughs> I'm laughing with you, not at you. Bullshit. <laughs> Gavin, Provo, Utah. If a writer has to often rely on actual events, I don't think they're a very good writer. I'm tired of stupid people. Be creative or be gone. Thank you, Gavin. Yeah. That was awesome. Very deep. I mean, for a douchebag. Uh -huh. Brody, Elizabeth City, New Jersey. The loud barking seal sound effect you guys played as Guy Fieri was too damn funny. That's exactly how I hear him when he talks. <laughs> if by it's talk good. you mean bellows. Right. And yeah, there you go. It's Guy Fieri. <laughs> Marissa, Bloomington, Indiana. Please lighten up on mocking Guy Fieri. Oh, God. When all is said and done, he really doesn't have a whole lot to do with screenwriting, does he? And besides, I think he's quite appealing. Uh, well, if you consider a fat, screaming <laughs> slob with a shit mouth appealing, then sure. There he is. It's a re review of a hamburger joint. Let's finish it off here. That's the best part. <laughs> that really is the best part. Uh, Leon, Providence, Rhode Island. I do like your podcast, and I was beginning to think all the talk about a 14-year-old slapping it in a bathroom was finally slowing down, but nope. Uh -uh. Episode 118 was off the charts with all the extra sound effects, <laughs> and now, unfortunately, I can't get that horrific image out of my head. <laughs> You're welcome, I guess. Rose, Irving, Texas. Just wanted to tell you that I listen to your podcast, but mm. if I hear the noise you play for getting an erection one more time, I'm going to have to press pause for a while. Until it runs its course. Hmm. How about two more times? Sorry, Rose. Couldn't resist. How long and is the pause for? Then? It will never run its course. Right. There's your message. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you next time. Yeah.
You know, if I'd known back when I was a kid that so many people would be commenting on my slap fest <laughs> rituals, I would have written a book. Uh, bestseller. Okay. Yeah! Oh, we can man. do the movie quotes game, though, and that's what this is. Where I read a movie quote and you try to tell me what movie I try. it was in or from or set in. Here's your first one. If you don't get this one, uh-huh. I'm going to have to pop you in the head. Awesome. Okay. Can't wait. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh, please. You know it. I know you know it. Smoking the Bandit. <laughs> that would be Buford D. Justice. I actually had a Coors the other day. It's good. Yep, there you go. Good beer. And if uh, you've watched that movie, you know what we're talking about. Of course. And if you haven't, well, you're stupid because you should watch it. Jeez. Here's your next one. What are the two house rules? Number one, no dating till you graduate. Number two, no dating till you graduate. Oh, uh, 10 things I hate about you. That's yeah, right. baby. Yeah. The dad, Larry Miller, Julia Stiles. Yep. And I just watched a movie with her in it last night called the guy thing with Jason Lee. Yeah. Jason Lee. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Here's just a third one. Okay. Let me ask you something. And I'm not trying to be funny here. Are you sure he's not a midget with a learning disability? <laughs> Do you know it? Oh, come on. I think so. Is it Billy Madison? No. no. Come on, man. Ron Burgundy, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, talking about their son. No? No. Am I the only one that saw Anchorman 2? I think so. Oh, no. You and your uh, third favorite niece. Yeah. I like that movie. Okay, we're going to move mm, on. The first one's quite superior. I don't know. I like the second one. Like I, said, I think I'm the only one that saw it. I don't even think Will Ferrell saw it. So. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to the trivial... Pers- yeah. I knew it. It was only a matter of time. That thing. Uh, yeah, the Trivial Pursuit TV trivia cards that I found out in the garage. There uh-huh. was no game, but I found the uh-uh. cards, and we're yeah, yeah. here's your first one. All right. On Batman, the TV show, who is Batgirl related to? Uh, Gordon. The, okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, the police commissioner, police commissioner Gordon. Gordon. She was his librarian daughter. Yeah. Her character name was Barbara Gordon. Yes. Yvonne Craig was her real name. Redhead. Very Gorgeous. nice. Very. Yeah. Again, when yes. I was a kid and there was Absolutely. a Batgirl episode, uh, forget about it. Just or forget ca- about it. Catwoman. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Here's your second one. <laughs> what part of New York did the bunkers live in on All in the Family? I want to say Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're going to roll. Here's yep. a third one. What was the name of the cab company the gang worked on on Taxi? If you get this one, I'll be shocked. Holy fuck. Why can't I remember? Sunshine cab. Damn it. That's right. (laughs) I could have got them all. That's a great trivia question, though. Well, there you go. I loved that show when I was a kid. Probably pretty 
inappropriate for me to be watching it like as, as a kid. Yeah, years old. it's still very good show. Yeah. All right, moving on now. Thankfully, to the staff picks. The made by movie. <laughs> it's the thing that makes it well. Uh, it's the made by that movie staff picks. Where we attempt to force you to watch it. the movies that we like. And now that I'm started over uh-huh. this intro, uh-huh. I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm not even going to edit the first. I just let it in, stay yeah, in. Just let them all stay in. That's it. If I have to suffer through it, everyone does. <laughs> you can go to makemydaymovie.com to see our list. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I really can't. Whoa. Fucking. <laughs> Uh, you might have to do some editing there. Fuck that. I'm done with editing. Done with all of this. Uh, oh, what's yours? What's oh, yours? Uh, wake up, computer. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Mine is from 1999, and it is Office Space. Oh, that's a I great one. I can't believe we haven't had this on the list yet. That's a good this point. This is like one of my top 10? 10. For sure. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Me too. Directed by Mike Judge, mm-hmm. you know, Beavis and Butthead and all that. Starring Ron Livingston, Jennifer Aniston, David Herman, and Ajay Naidu. Naidu? Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. It's about Peter Gibbons. He hates his soul-crushing job at a software company. While undergoing hypnotherapy, Peter is left in a blissful state when his therapist dies in the middle of their session. He refuses to go to work on time, plays games at his desk, and charms two consultants into promoting him. When Peter learns that his friends are about to be downsized with the company, they hatch a revenge plot against the company inspired by Superman 3. I love this movie. It's great. It is a cult classic. It was not very well received when no. it first came out. And they live out my fantasy of beating a fucking copier oh, yeah. to death with a baseball bat. Endlessly quotable. Yep. The O face. <laughs> That's good. That's one of the disturbing ones. Yeah. See it, learn it, live it, office space. Mine is Bad Teacher from 2011, ah. starring Cameron Diaz, Justin Timberlake, Jason Siegel, Lucy Punch, and quite a few talented kid actors. Yeah. Now, I hated this movie the first time I saw it, but I tend to watch movies I deem terrible over and over (laughs) until they win me over, and this is one of them. So a foul-mouthed, boozy teacher called Elizabeth can't wait to marry a rich man and quit her job. That's her goal in life. (laughs) That's my goal in life. To marry a rich man? Sure. But she has to rethink her plans when her sugar daddy dumps her, and he dumps her big time. Uh (laughs) Then, a substitute teacher who's cute and rich arrives at her school. Elizabeth can't wait to bang this dude, (laughs) and they kind of do, but it's rather disturbing (laughs) and wildly uncomfortable to watch. Uh, She faces stiff (laughs) competition from a popular and frisky colleague while also having to deal with a pesky gym teacher that wants to jump her bones. Oh, yeah. Does not pass the Bechdel test at all. But take a look at Bad Teacher. Yeah. I think you'll like it. And if you don't, well, it really doesn't matter. Hold my ball sack. (laughs) It's good. There's a lot of quotes in that one, too. Big time. Today, I thought I would turn the spotlight onto Clint Eastwood, the director. So I've been binging a ton of Clint Eastwood movies for the past couple of weeks. I don't know why. Yeah. 
uh, from all the Dirty Harry movies to every which way oh, but man. loose. Oh, the one with the uh, orangutan. Yes, to Unforgiven, to Gran Torino. Yeah. You get it, a bunch of them. There's a very short documentary that I caught on HBO Max. It's called Clint Eastwood, A Cinematic Legacy, A Director's Vision. I have not seen this. Very short. And the story behind his directing is amazing. Yeah. And this really encapsulated it. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, and I mean everyone, from Spielberg to Lucas mm -hmm. to Scorsese, said he's a true storyteller. Really? And the general consensus is that his way of directing, telling a story, is pretty much over. What? Yeah. They equate it to the golden age of Hollywood. He's a throwback to the old days of movie making. Uh, Their words. Oh, no. I love what Clint Eastwood himself said about directing. Okay, here you go. said, if you have a good screenplay, mm -hmm. you're 60% there. That's true. And if you cast it well, you're 40% on top of that. Mm. And then there's 10% of which you can screw it up. <laughs> That's true. And he comes in on time and under budget on every single film. All of them. Wow. Even the biggies can't do that. Again, their nope. words. His films are put together in a much more old-fashioned Hollywood style, and that style is gone. Isn't that depressing? That is depressing. Holy crap. The oh. last link is with Clint Eastwood, and that comes directly, so to speak, from Martin Scorsese. Oh. The last link. Wow. That's sad. Like that the sucks. filmmakers of Hollywood's golden age for Clint Eastwood movie making is storytelling. Yes. The screenplay is paramount. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He won't start a movie with half a script or a quarter script. It has to be the entire screenplay and he won't change a word of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. He takes a piece of material and he understands it in like a personal way. Mm -hmm. If he likes the material and he's set to do a project, what he does is he reads the screenplay a few times. Then he sits and thinks about it for a while. Yeah. Then he'll wait a couple of weeks and read it again. See, I think that comes from his acting side. It definitely he does. He kind of wants to, you know, delve into the characters and, yeah. you know, see it from their perspective. Of course. He said he tried to do some rewrites on the movie Unforgiven. Okay. Really? He told the writer, David Peoples, I'm going to do that. And David Peoples is like, go ahead, do whatever you want with it. You're Clint Eastwood. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> so Clint Eastwood started writing and fooling with things and changing things. And all of a sudden, Clint Eastwood realized that he was wrecking it. So, so he calls up this writer and says, forget what I said. I'm just going to shoot it the way it is. Awesome. I love that. Hmm. Eastwood said the more he tampered with it, he felt like he was killing it with improvements. So he says you have to know when to get out of the way. And that's a great director. That's true. Right? Also learned that he doesn't do a lot of script meetings. He doesn't really? like to talk it to death. He likes to be on set, get it on film. Hmm. This was interesting. He'd been watching directors for years. And he found a script he really liked called Play Misty for Me. Oh, yeah. And he wanted it to be the first movie he directed, okay? Of course, he starred in it, too. That's the first movie he directed? Yeah. I didn't know he directed that. So what he did, he takes a screenplay huh. into the studio head and said he wanted to direct it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> You're Clint Eastwood. No pushback, no nothing. So he rolls out of the studio head's office, walks down the hall, and his agent comes running after him and says, there's one little thing. And Eastwood's like, okay, what is that? And his agent tells him, they're not going to pay you to direct the movie. And Eastwood says, oh, wow. that's fine. I'll pay them. I need to prove myself. <laughs> mm. Huh? Whoa. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Anyway, it was inspiring to see. But like I said, sat at the same time to hear that the golden days are behind us. Yeah. But that brings us around to my scripts. 
And it really made me want to write that type of screenplay. Mm-hmm. It got me to wondering if any of my scripts could be appealing to director Clint Eastwood. Something that he might read and say, holy fucking shit piss. If I'd like to direct that if motherfucker. You're, if you're listening, <laughs> Clint. And I'd want him to say it just like that, yeah. by the way. And if I heard him say it, I think my balls would drop. <laughs> and that would be nice. I don't know. <laughs> so let me breeze through a few films that Clint Eastwood directed. And this is obviously just a few, okay? Okay. Play Misty for me. Right. The Outlaw, Josie Wales. Oh, he did that one too? A Dirty Harry movie, Sudden Impact. Really? Yep. He directed Heartbreak Ridge. Great movie. Oh, man, that's good. Unforgiven, A Perfect World with Kevin Costner. That's a great movie. I don't know if I've seen that one. Mystic River. Yes. Million Dollar Baby, Gran Torino, Sully, Richard Jewell, and most recently Cry Macho. Too many yeah. more to mention. <clears throat> but he doesn't do comedies. I don't think he does comedies. But let's go. Yeah, I guess, yeah, anyway, but Loose is not directed by him. Yeah, let's go through a couple of my log lines just to see. All right. You know? So Radio Chaos, a gung-ho teen to 1981, recruits college-age rebels to hijack a sleazy owner's rural <laughs> radio station in the sticks to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city. Is that a Clint Eastwood movie? Well, he did play Missy for me. This is uh, radio. Now, I think Hit Escape. Maybe. Let me read the logline. Yeah. A crestfallen L.A. lawyer is transported back to 1983 Daytona Beach in her 18-year-old body to visit a cherished time and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to gloomy present day. Maybe. Just maybe. What about sleeper car? See, these are- Sleeper car, I could see him doing. Okay, here it is. Ready? Here's the logline for sleeper car. A pragmatic advertising executive who is in a slump befriends a wise porter and a kind-hearted prostitute on a miserable train trip to a crucial meeting but gets sidetracked in an unfamiliar world. There's some drama in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. There's some tense scenes and drama. I think that's it. Mm, I think it might be sleeper car. Yeah. I'm not going to go through all the other ones, but I like those three. I started with Radio Chaos because of Play Misty for me about radio, but Sleeper Car, that kind of feels right. Sleeper Car, I could see him directing, definitely. And it would be an obvious honor to have a film that you wrote directed by Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. And it would also be good for my balls to drop. (laughs) I'm (laughs) guessing it would be. (laughs) Uh, so anyway i just thought i'd throw that out there yeah uh, was that interesting i mean taking away the dropping of the ball (laughs) i like his explanation of of his technique me too you should watch it it's like pretty cool less than 20 minutes it's on hbo max so he actually thinks the story is very very important to the movie yeah wow (laughs) shocker yeah so there you go that is so true, man. Yeah. There's so many movies. I'm like, what's going on? Why isn't there a, a good story here? Because and the characters aren't well fleshed out. Yeah, because in a lot sometimes of I think the movie is directed around the actor and not yeah. the actor telling the story. Does that make sense? I could see that, and that's mm. why I said, "Where are these guys of yesteryear?" Maybe yeah. I am just too fucking old, and we could maybe revisit the whole ball dropping thing <laughs> because of the age situation. Wait, wait a sec. Yeah, if you're old, your balls should have been dropped by now. Yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, are we? <laughs> that's not my balls dropping. That's not well. <laughs> There's Ooh. a thing on here I want to do before we go. 
That's not my balls dropping. <laughs> That's not my balls dropping. That could be. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have to go with that. You're welcome. I don't know. Now, Jordan Peele, I, I think that his kind of direction is kind of like in that old vein, too. Yes. I think you're right. I do. Because, yeah. But, you know, all of the, the movies that he's directed, he's gotten some overview of the screenplay. Yep. And uh, maybe that's that's the reason. Maybe only screenplay <laughs> screenplay writers should direct movies. Good point. Maybe. Because they know the story. Well, that's what they say. You know, writer, director, writer, director. Yeah. You know, that's, Mel but, but then they always put those movies into independent movies. Uh, yeah. So back yeah. to my balls dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> there they are. They've fallen and dropped. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Enough of this. You go to our website, makemydamnmovie.com, after I smashed it into the ground, so don't ever do that. But you could do that if you want. Do it. What the hell? All right, let's do this over. Oh, this is no. take two of the end of this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, go to makemydamnmovie.com. That's right. All right, bye. Bye. Ugh, God.